Today I'm talking with Josh. He's 22, he's working in retail, wants to start a business, a side hustle, so let's get his business off the ground. Hey Josh, how are you? Not bad, how are you? Good. So this is really cool because you're 22, you want to do something on the side. We bumped into each other the other day at the cafe. <laughs> yeah. I've known you for a million years and I'm like, oh, come on the show and we'll have a chat about it. Yeah, why not? And at least we can record it so you can re-listen if, yeah, exactly. if I go too crazy. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's just set the scene. You're 22, you're working a 30-hour week in retail mm-hmm. and what do you want to do? Um, I want to open a small business centered around um, like high, high quality tea. Nice. Um, so, both running an online shop and looking for stockists and cafes to make the tea. Yeah, um, Just to offer something high quality to kind of um, run parallel to a lot of cafes, high quality coffee. So yeah. it's like you see a lot of cafes running um, with this really high quality coffee and especially these days running with really expensive coffee, but still offering the same tea as everyone else offers. So offering a tea option that still kind of aligns with those um, cafes, I guess, goals and aesthetics and stuff like that. Yeah, so sweet. So... You're in the tea world and so you're working at the moment in tea, in yeah. retail yeah. and, you know, for everyone listening, they probably know the retailer. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. one of them. Yeah, there's, there's one of the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, T2, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we're breaking any laws by saying that, but whatever, yeah, sue me. Um, <laughs> so, you, you're in the tea world, right? Yeah. Now, when did you decide that you want to do something yourself? Like, were you seeing something that T2, for example weren't doing and you saw that opportunity yeah um yeah kind of that's kind of exactly what happened i think for me with tea i was like tea tour awesome if you if you want like herbals if you want fruits and flavors and stuff like that but for me i really enjoy the like really high quality like small batch stuff you can only get from farmers if you're not a big business because if you're a big business you, you have to buy a certain amount to fill all your shops um, and you can't really get that really high quality stuff that farmers only make in small batches. And by farmers, are you talking about like the guy three acre with three acres up the road, or are you talking about in international no, farmers? No, so like I'm talking about like coffees, tea, like tea farmers. Yeah, like kind of like coffee, like people who are farming and cre- making their own tea in like China or Japan. Yeah. Um, so, and they'll be the people that I'm running directly through to get my tea. So I won't be going through any middlemen or anything like that, which means I'll know everything about the tea. Yeah, which is, the whole supply chain. Yeah, yeah so exactly. Like I love tea too, but I don't like when I buy a a bag or a box or whatever from tea too. Yeah, I'm paying for their freaking rent at Westfield. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's exactly. So ridiculous. Yeah, um, and and you're not getting uh, much of. If for a lot of the teas, you're not getting much about the tea. Yeah, sure. You're getting the tea, and and most of the tea is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you're not getting much information about where it's coming from, who's making it, and all that kind of stuff. So, where are you at with the business journey? Is it like, if there was a spectrum of I've got a thought to I've just built T2 and I'm selling it for five billion dollars, like, or are you like, all right, I've got my name, I've started to scratch the surface where are you at so i'm at the point now where i've contacted a fair few farmers i've been lucky enough and i've done enough digging to actually be in contact with a few really decent farmers what Um, countries japan and china so i've got a few in china and a couple in japan i could go through um just 
yeah, the internet is a, a good place, man. It's amazing. You look through a lot of websites, translate them from Chinese and Jap- Japanese to English so you can wow. understand them all and then contact those farmers um, is what I've kind of been doing. But I've been really lucky, found a really like a lot of really awesome farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at the point now where I've been trying tea. Um, I'm still trying to put, make a name up, um, trying to figure out a good name for the business. But um, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of like, once I get that all sorted, I'm ready to start buying tea kind of mm, thing. And mm. I'm still probably like a fair few months out of business actually starting it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the tea I'll be buying, I can only buy a small batch worth and then it's gone kind of thing. So I'd rather start buying it now mm. than get to the point where I'm ready to start a business and then have to quickly find everything right then. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm, I'm actually writing, and I know you've got some questions to ask me, but I'm actually, I've written some questions down that, well, one, I want to know. Two, you might be able to like workshop, how can we get this? Because I love small business yeah, and startups. Yeah. And cool. okay, so we're at the point where we're almost thinking we've, we've got the idea, we've done some research, we know there's possibly a need in the market mm-hmm. and you've got some practical questions about setting up a small business, yeah, which can apply to anyone, whether you're selling tea, selling coffee, selling yeah. freaking a lounge, yeah. whatever, yeah. like a hairdressing salon, whatever. So it's a small business. So what's your first kind of question there? Uh, I guess, yeah, we'll start with the easy stuff. Um, basic thing, obviously, I know I need to be running everything through a business account. Um, I guess, what do I look for in a business account? Who should I be banking with? Yeah. So you will be starting the business as what they call a sole trader. Have yeah. you heard this? So you're a contractor, mm-hmm. you've got an ABN, right? Yeah. So when you've got an ABN, you're basically Josh trading as T-Brand. Yeah. So at the end of the year, when it comes to tax time, you've still got one personal tax return. Yep. And on that tax return, like you'll get your PAYG summary from your employer and that will be at the top income. And then if you gener- generated a profit or income from your business – in that same tax return, at the bottom will be like, I'm loosely paraphrasing because I'm not a freaking accountant. <laughs> um, it will basically be like income from T, yep. $10,000 less expenses, $5,000 mm-hmm. equals $5,000 profit. So on the tax return, that profit of $5,000 just gets lumped on top of your employment income. All right. right. And then it's like a funnel when you're a sole trader, all income comes in. Yeah, whether it's um, working in retail or selling tea, less deductions. Which small business? It's I've had to fly to Japan. I've had to buy some tea crap, or I don't know, like <laughs> a website. Yeah, less so all income, sole trader employment, less deductions. Mm-hmm. It might be I needed to buy shoes for work, and they've let me claim it, or buy tea equals um, taxable income. Cool. So having said that, while you're a sole trader. You not you wouldn't necessarily go to the bank and say, "Hey, I need to open a business account." Okay. Okay, because it all sits on your own uh, tax return. Yeah. yeah. So what we need to do is we need to with the business stuff. It's best practice from day one to set up a different account, yep. and you only have that for the business stuff. Yeah. Cool. So now, what type of account? There are so many bank accounts that are out there that are just free. Yeah. Cool. So you just do that basically. Awesome. So who do you bank with at the moment? I'm with Commonwealth. Yeah. So you might go to say ING and yep. set up an everyday orange account or an orange everyday. I don't know what it, 
always forget, whatever. Um, <laughs> it just could be a free account, for example, and that's got a Visa debit card. Yeah. And then you might use that to purchase tea things or you might have to start it with a couple of grand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but essentially that's what you would do. Um, if you turn it up to a, turn it up a notch and starting to make real bank mm-hmm. and you might have to pay GST over 75 yeah. grand, you might set up a savings account with ING and that's savings for GST within your little quote-unquote business. Okay, yeah. If you took it one step further and this thing exploded and you're like, well, this is getting serious, I need to what we call incorporate, which means create an incorporated company. Yeah. That's when you would start a company and then that company would then have to have a bank account. So the yeah. company owns a bank account and that's when the business banking comes in and that's when the business account would come in. Cool. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. So what to look for in an account, a free account, as long as it's separate. And I'd probably say keep it with a separate bank just yep. so there's clear separation. All right. Um, next thing I wanted to ask was just about, um, I guess, organizing information for tax time. What should I be collecting throughout the year? Yep. Um, and what's the best way to make it easy for me when it comes to tax time? Yeah, so what I would probably start to do and because it is the start of the financial year, yeah. um, I'd probably just, um, you've got Gmail, just get open a Google Sheets yep. and just track everything. Even if you had one comma, one column income, one column expenses, yep. but the truth is you'll probably run this thing at a bit of a loss for the first year yeah, because yeah. you've got to buy stuff yep. and you've got to make the connections and you might need to zip up to Japan or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, in, in business, and I think one of the questions you were going to ask um, when we were chatting was, when should I expect to start make a profit? Yeah. So loosely speaking, when you start a small business, the first year, you don't make money. Yeah. Second year, cover expenses. Third year, start to make a profit. Cool. Awesome. You might be amazing and I hope you are. <laughs> you might bring that forward six months. Like yeah. what if you talk to a, and this is one of the questions I'll ask you later, but what if we talk to somebody who wanted to stock your tea yeah. tomorrow and if you can supply the tea, they'll sell it. So you might actually be able to make money tomorrow. Yeah. But um, back to making tax time easier, yeah, because it's all about keeping things lean and low cost. So I think it's easy for you just to keep a spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to get a website. So that was Squarespace, $300. Yeah. That's easy. And then just keep a on the Google Drive or whatever. Uh, call it tax 2020 and just put that invoice in there. Awesome. So then when you go to the account at the end of the year, you're like, hey, brah, there's my spreadsheet. There's my receipts. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't technically need to see the receipts because but you're, but you've got it all there. Yeah. So that's what I'll do to keep it lean and easy. But once it does grow, you won't have time to do that stuff and you'll do what I've had to do and get a bookkeeper. Yeah. And then again, you're turning it up to 11, my bank accounts in the business feed through to the bookkeeping software and the bookkeeper then matches it in the background. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's the easiest thing just to do your own little tracking. Awesome. Cool. All right. Um, I was going to, right, I wanted to ask you about government funded grants. Yeah. So I've heard about them. Are they worth looking into or are they just? Yeah. I, no, the, I think it's legitimate money. Some of it's like, you know, R&D grants and you've got to have a, an incorporated company, you've got to be spending yeah. 90K or yeah. something and then yeah. we'll match it with 90K or some of the grants will be like, 
we'll give you a tax concession if you do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I guess strictly speaking, federal government grants, maybe not so good. The next best low-hanging fruit might be state government grants. Yeah. So you could Google New South Wales or if you're listening in Perth, Western Australia, your local state government grants. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I did see as well, go the next level down in the community type grants. So where we live on the central coast of New South Wales, yeah. Central Coast Council, they actually do have grant programs. And I was actually going to apply for a grant for this podcast studio because I'm creating local jobs, doing some creative. Yeah, yeah. They had an arts type grant. Um, I didn't apply for it because I forgot. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I think with the grants, Google is your best friend and particularly follow the local council on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Um, just so you're really in touch with um, that type of stuff. You might even randomly go and ask or email your local state or federal member of parliament. Just send them yeah. an email because they would know. And yeah, yeah. the council, they wanna, they've want they got a budget to give away the money. They yeah, want to yeah. give it away. So that's what I would do. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. On the grants thing, mm-hmm. and this might be good for you as well, just to put together, even if it's two pages long, a bit of a business page or strategy, a business plan or yeah. strategy. So it looks legitimate and I don't look like I'm just like, oh, I'm starting something. Yeah, that's Give right. Just where it's like, hey, I've, you know, this is where I'm going. I've got these ducks lined up. I need yeah. to plug you in. But so yeah. there could be like startup grants and there could be like established grants. So yeah. I, yeah. So I guess back to um, profits because we talked about briefly earlier on. Um, yeah. I guess what what point should yeah. I be making a profit, which we discussed, um, but yeah. also once I start making a profit, how do I money, manage that money well and yeah, smart? I think number one in the business, I would probably keep away from debt as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, I wanted to. I yeah. don't want to have to. Because I started my business and then I guess what I would say is with business and industry, they call it barriers to entry. Have you heard that saying? No. So a barrier to entry is you couldn't set up a T3 shop tomorrow <laughs> at <laughs> <Yeah>. Westfield <laughs> yeah. because you don't have 120 grand a year for yeah. rent. So for you, that's a high barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. I started my business in financial planning and it was going to cost me 40 grand or something ridiculous in year one just for licensing and an office yeah. and all that. That's a high barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. I still did it without debt, yeah. but I had to put the hustle on. The good thing you've got is a low barrier to entry. Yeah, You can do it online. You can just go and speak to other people to stock your tea. But then without debt, you make less dumb decisions and you're not desperate enough. Yeah, you're not and desperate. Then, and then I don't have to worry about that afterwards. Yes. Like once I get that all up and running, then that's all I have to worry about. Exactly. I don't have to worry about paying off anything. Exactly. And the longer that you can do this as a side hustle and still work your job, the better you'll be with managing the money that comes into the business because what you'll do is, oh, we've made X amount with um, tea sales, we're going to invest that money back into yep. buying more tea, back into distribution. So I, I think in the early days, the smartest way to manage the money is just to be really clear that I don't expect to get money out of this. Any yep. money I do make, I want to pump back into it. Yeah, cool. So that's, yeah, it's just all that hustle. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And making sure your own personal financial life is in order. So you might go, I don't want to have debt in this new business, but make sure over here when you're paying rent, you're buying clothes, you've got your car yeah. payment, like you don't yeah. have you know, credit cards, car loans and all that stuff. So 
if you can keep life yeah. lean, that makes it easier. Cool. Awesome. Um, I guess, yeah, the only thing I really had left was just to make sure. Is there anything in particular you wanted to ask, I guess? Um, anything? Yeah. You, so I, I know. this is like, let's stand up. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right, we're going to stand up. We're doing this because this is where it gets fun. So this is when we get to dream about how we get this product happening. So the first thing, we need a name for your venture. Yeah. Okay. Now what the name and logo does or whatever, it gives it, it makes it real. Mm-hmm. So it's good for you because I'm, I can now visualize something that's real. Yeah. Okay. So when I started my financial planning practice, I didn't know what name to use, but I know what it, I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to help people build their wealth and protect their wealth. So it's like build and protect, build and protect. That's, that's yeah. what I want to do. So then I found a word that encompasses that and that yeah. was fortify in my word, in my mind, yeah. that's what it was. So what, what are you looking at doing? What's the type of experience you want to have? I would get and see this, this is a big like A3. Yeah. Um, I use these still pen and paper just to do brain dumps. Yeah, I have the exact, yeah. exact same book at home, yeah. So what you need to do is write down 20 possible business names yep. and then try and do another 20. Yeah. Get the words out there, get everything flowing, just massive brain dump. Freaking mm-hmm. get the thesaurus the th- the th- <laughs> the th- <laughs> up online. Let's just get some words happening. Yep. Remember also, can you make up a word? Yeah. I don't know. Like, and, but you look at the current cool brands like Uber. Like who would have thought yeah. that's got nothing to do with yeah. that or whatever. You might need the word T in it or whatever. I don't know. But just get the juices flowing. And yeah. So we've got that. We've got – it's got legs. It's real. This is happening. Mm-hmm. Then what I want to talk to you about is the biggest thing is – and the same thing, I guess, with the podcast stuff that I do, we could be doing the best podcast in the world, but if no one's hearing it, it doesn't matter Yeah, because you, you won't end up making money and blah, blah, blah. So it's all about distribution. Yeah. How do we get your tea distributed and how do we get someone else to distribute it for you? Yeah. So, so getting um, a few decent stockists. Well, what, I, what I'm thinking of is so coffee roasters, for example. Yeah. Right. So if a coffee roaster, they might have 40 different cafes. Yeah. So how can your tea, and this goes back to what the goal is, is it wholesale, is it direct? Could be both. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Can you be the tea wholesaler to start with just to get people drinking your tea? Yeah, partially. Yeah. Some of the tea isn't going to work in cafe. Sure. Um, But I've already... um, as a couple of particular teas, I've already chosen specifically to go into that market that are going to suit well. Perfect. Um, and I'll definitely, I've already planned to order more of those particular teas. Um, and is that excess. like your peppermints, your your four main types of tea? Well, yeah. Or? Well, I'll have, so all my tea will be like pure tea. So it'll be the basic teas out of those ones. Um, but it'll be, at the moment, I've got a wild grown black and a um, a hojicha, which is a Japanese green tea, yeah. which would sit really well in cafes. Um, and I've already decided to actually just get more of those specifically to go and distribute amongst cafes. Perfect, perfect. Um, and even just a little bit extra to sell of each tea specifically to be able to sold, be sold as the like the tea yeah. packaging in cafes as yeah, well. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And I guess that then it's like, I guess what I'm saying is 
we've got to get other people to distribute the product for you. Yeah. And then once you get that brand happening, then you can do the B to C. Have you heard that saying before? So B to C is business to customer, business to consumer, where B to B is business to business. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to get into B to B, you're just supplying, I'm just making crap up, the (laughs) coffee wholesalers, the coffee roasters, it's a B to B relationship and they sell it to the consumer. And you could do both. You could have your five T's that's wholesale mm-hmm. and then you've got your B to C, which is the buy it on Instagram, yeah, yeah, post it out, do all that stuff. Mm, yeah. I was actually thinking this morning before we met, I'd probably shoot you myself if you were going to open your own tea shop because oh, it's a waste of money. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to jump into a shop for yeah, it. It'd be stupid. Yeah. Like, what's the point of doing yeah, that? It's dumb. Like yeah. that. I'm setting myself up to in, fail. Yeah. That yeah. money in rent, pump it into online advertising. Like, yeah. That's... That's the type of world we live in. Yeah. So I'm more wanting to get you encouraged. How do you have a good product that you get other people to sell for you? Yeah. And if that means, what are you doing with packaging? Packaging, um, I'm trying to figure out now. I'm thinking just like nice recyclable packaging for sure because that's important right now. Um, Having recyclable packaging packaging that's reusable as well, um, but just generally looks nice. Yep. Um, something that doesn't just look like every other tea company's packaging. Yeah. Um, nice, minimal-looking packaging. Perfect. Super simple, but yeah, recyclable is definitely important or at least reusable. Yeah. So what I'll be doing is getting, I don't know, a couple of little kits organized. Yeah. And this is like, it's really hard if I'm running a business like a cafe or a little homeware store or whatever it is, wherever you're going to, you know, sell. Yeah. Yeah, So if I was that small business owner and you came and said, oh, sell my tea, I'm like, I don't know who you are. Don't have any money to spend on you. I might not sell. Instead of you spending money, and this goes back to instead of spending money on a shop front, give tea away to start with. Get people liking it, get people to use it. Um, And that's uh, something that's really important to me as well with this, especially through selling through cafes is providing education on tea in general, but specifically my tea and why it's actually worth stocking. Um, especially for those cafes that are really, really lacking their coffee and they're already selling like high end coffee that people that don't like coffee will look at and be like, why the heck is this so much? Um, but people who love coffee, love that and will definitely pay for that. Um, providing the same thing with tea, um, but definitely providing education around that so that they understand like, oh, this is why this tea is better than the stuff I just get sold by that everyone else has. Yeah, so I think you've kind of, you're in the right headspace, Mm. but I think you just need to get the brand up and happening, get some packaging or whatever and just hit the ground and get people trying it. Yeah, and that's the point out now. So even even while I'm at the point where I'm only just considering buying tea, um, definitely a plan I want to do is... Even even before I get it all set up, before I get packaging all set up and all that kind of stuff, I definitely wanted to kind of try and make relationships with a couple of cafe owners, cafe owners that I really appreciate or I know they're doing really awesome stuff with coffee that just don't quite have it there with tea. Yeah, totally. Um, just while I'm still building the business so that they know me. I'm not just going to rock up out of nowhere have with this business I've never heard of. And, that, and that's it. Like if you commit to a cafe to supply them with tea. Yeah. Uh, like direct to the cafe or through like a, a coffee roaster distribution model. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be able to deliver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also the tea has to be good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. your tea might be crap. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. I haven't tried it, but yeah. I'm sure it's not because it's going to be specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these, you just got to test the market and yeah. then double down if the model's working. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the plan. I, I don't plan on just jumping in and out of nowhere and selling this, trying to sell this random tea that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And I can talk all I want about it, but um, definitely getting in there early bef- before I've anything got everything up and going. Um, and forming those relationships is definitely important for me because yeah, absolutely. I want to have, I want people to know who I am before I'm that business. Yeah, and and realistically, if the tea's really good, it will speak for itself. Exactly, especially with these people who know so much about flavors and stuff through coffee, they're going to be able to taste tea. What's the shelf life on tea? Depends on the tea. Um, a lot of the tea I'm actually going to be selling heaps of people, or not heaps of people. A lot of people probably wouldn't know about. Um, a lot of it's tea that actually ages over time. Um, so the longer you have it, the better it actually gets. It's kind of like wine. So, okay. So does that mean you can ship a ton of tea over, have it in your back shed and I don't know. Pretty much. Make yeah. sure it's not marijuana. Yeah. As long as, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much just, yeah. As long as I don't keep it around stuff getting cooked and stuff like that. And what about like, have you looked into like with the packaging and the health crap and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you have to have a separate area when you're bagging? I don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I, I've looked into it. I've asked a few, I've asked around, asked a few people. Um, legally, apparently, and I didn't know about this, you can kind of just do it wherever you want. Yeah. Wild which West. seems weird to me. Yeah. I, I guess sure it's not there'd be fresh some kind of produce. Yeah. And if, like, if you wanted to be selling it to like Coles or Woolworths or something like that, there are definitely things you have to go through to make sure it's, is it the HACCP approved? Is yeah, that what it is? Know. It's I something like that, that yeah. you have to be approved. But small business wise, yeah, well, people are making it out of the kitchen yeah, and stuff. Um, Actually, I, I definitely want to have a space set up specifically for it that isn't getting used for anything else. Um, why wouldn't you reach out to other tea people and just connect and have a chat? Yeah, well, I've actually been thinking about that. Um, yeah, absolutely. There, there's only like maybe one or two that I could probably communicate with that are doing anything similar to what I'm doing. Um, mm. But no, I, I've definitely been wanting to do that. I think like I coach heaps of other financial advisors. Yeah. And I want their businesses and I want their business to succeed. Yeah. And as I mean, as much as everyone's in competition, it's all actually same team. We're all providing quality X. We're yeah. all And it's not and in, in reality, the kind of tea I'm doing is pretty it's like it's a little bit it's definitely high end and there's not many people doing it so it's definitely not like there are that many cafes around that could be selling this there's not really much competition when you think about it question the last thing that i wrote down um what's the deal with like the practicalities of getting it in with customs with yeah all that crap well because it's it's all just plain tea there's no herbs or anything like that Um, as long as it's sealed correctly um and it's labeled correctly you're sweet. So I've, I've had to look into all of that. I was talking to a, um, uh, one of my like, possible suppliers the other day and I was asking about how he ships it and he sent me this photo of a box. The tea was just wrapped in a plastic bag and chucked in the box and I was like, dude, that's not going to make it to me. I'm not yeah. getting that tea. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I'm going to be buying it, it needs to be packaged and sealed properly. Um, and you, the, the box definitely needs to be labeled properly. I've heard stories about the box, like you might have a whole box of tea and it will have, they've just sent a teapot out of like, kindness or something mm. but they haven't written that in the shipping invoice so then customs just take it yeah so it's things like that you're talking like weight so a kilo yeah. of tea is a fair bit right yeah yeah it, it depends a, on the tea sure well, but it could be a big tub 
Yeah. Ish. Or big bag. Basketball size. Yeah, maybe a bit bigger. Sure. Um, okay. Slightly bigger. So how much would it cost for a kilo of middle of the range? Is, is it like was, over $500, under a grand, that type of ballpark? Yeah. And the lowest one I'll be selling is like is way less for a kilo. Um, so I'll be selling, I'll probably, I'm looking at eight kilos-ish of this particular tea and I'm sweet. getting it all for like $400. Yeah, sweet. Um, but then my highest one, which I haven't found one yet that I'm definitely set for, um, raw cost for a hundred grams was like, and this is the one I didn't pick cause it was too much, sure. but raw cost for a hundred grams was like something like 70 bucks or something like that, which is nuts. When you think about that, like T T2 sell a hundred gram boxes for like 16 bucks and that's them upscaling for all of that stuff. So I was like, I'm not going to be able to sell that. And, okay. So there could be some profit margin in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm being smart about that. I'm yeah. looking at the end costs and thinking like, how much am I going to be able to actually put on this for packaging and shipping and all of that stuff am i actually going to be able to sell that at the end line or is that just going to look ridiculous price rise mm-hmm. so price wise so um mm-hmm. so definitely something i'm having to consider when i'm buying teas mm-hmm. how much am i actually going to be able to put enough money on this for all that other stuff i'm paying for yeah yeah and not be selling a 500 dollars box of tea yeah and that's why i think you'd need to have that main gig getting your personal budget exactly. nailed so yeah. you can actually invest in the startup. And yeah. then what I would probably do is just set a line in the sand. Hey, if I can't get this off the ground within three years, maybe it's yep. time to... Exactly. I yeah. don't know. So, all right. That's cool. Has that been of a bit of a help or good insight? Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Well, cool. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.